Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. Hey, Fidelity, how can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Hi, and thanks for joining me today. I'm Cheryl Butler, and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. Today's episode is number 527, Six Tips for Parenting a Pessimist, because into every parenting life, a little Eeyore must fall. But even the most negative Nellies can learn optimism if we teach them how. Even when I was a naive new mom 25 years ago, yikes, I was prepared for some of the unpleasant behaviors that I knew came with the parenting territory. I fully expected to experience toddler meltdowns, whiny preschoolers, snarky tweens, and even defiant teenagers. But the one trait I never anticipated in my eight kids was negativity. Sure, I knew they'd all face disappointments from time to time, but given my positive outlook on life, I couldn't fathom that any of my kids would become a negative Nelly. I was wrong. Two of my children seemed to thrive on being negative. The glass was always half empty, there was no such thing as a silver lining, and they certainly didn't try or want to see the world with rose-colored glasses. There are a lot of benefits of optimism. Whether you're naturally an internal optimist or a cynical humbug, there is lots of research that proves a positive approach to life can benefit your entire well-being. Psychology Today's article, The Mind and Body Benefits of Optimism, cites research from the father of psychology, Dr. Martin Seligman. His studies have shown that pessimists tend to give up more easily, they feel depressed more often, and they have poorer health than optimists. Optimists, on the other hand, generally do better in school and at work and at their extracurricular activities. They also often perform better than predicted on aptitude tests, they're more likely to win elections when they run for office, and they have better overall health, and they may even live longer. That, says Seligman, is the incredible power of positive thinking. Encouraging optimism in our kids comes with numerous benefits, including better mental and physical well-being, a greater sense of purpose and satisfaction, as well as a better ability to cope with the stresses of life. Because of those factors, I'm a firm believer that even though some kids seemingly choose to be negative, with the right coaching, they can turn things around and learn to find a happier approach to life.
If, however, depression does run in your family, or you suspect that your child's outlook isn't just negativity, but something more serious, have him or her screened by a qualified child psychologist or psychiatrist. If your child is constantly taking the woe-is-me approach, like two of my children, dive into the rose-colored world of optimism with the following tips. Number one, identify your child's negative patterns. If you have an Eeyore on your hands, try to identify your child's negative mood patterns. For my 13-year-old daughter, her negativity trigger was feeling like she was always in the shadow of her friends and teammates. Chrissy always gets the lead role over me. My curveball will never be as fast as Gina's. I only get asked to hang out with the kids if they can't find anyone else. The list of gripes went on and on. For my daughter, social situations involving competition elicited a pattern of negativity and the old, I'm not good enough thinking. She was putting so much pressure on herself during play or team tryouts that it caused her to default to pessimism. By identifying why she got into these negative patterns, it made it easier for me to offer suggestions that would help ease her back into a much more positive place. When you address your child's underlying needs for a negative behavior, you can help them develop stronger control over his or her emotions and the ability to moderate negative moods. But how? Well, with tip number two, you can start by fostering an attitude of gratitude. Start by cultivating a gratitude habit in your home, and the best place to start is with you. I've been keeping a gratitude journal for years now. The last thing I do before I go to bed is to list five things that I'm grateful for. Some days, my list is pretty powerful. I witnessed a coworker walk again after a long illness. While other days, my list is pretty ordinary. I can enjoy an iced cold glass of water with the push of a button. My kids see that gratitude journal sitting on my nightstand, and many times they'll ask what I wrote about that week. I do mention how grateful I am for each of them on many of my pages, and though they don't admit it, they love knowing that they make my journal on a regular basis. My daughter doesn't keep a daily gratitude journal like I do, but some of her siblings have followed suit and started journals of their own. To help pull my daughter out of her funk, I work appreciation into many of our conversations. While driving home from a softball game where she sat on the bench most of the time, I'll refer to something positive. Look how fast you ran when you stole second base today. Running cross-country in the fall has really helped with your speed in softball. Casual comments such as these are genuine, and they plant a seed to naturally look for the silver lining in an experience. If you make a habit of focusing on the positive, as your kids grow older, the habit will come naturally to them, and they'll learn to look at the silver linings rather than fixating on the negatives. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Tip number three, encourage opportunities for success. One of the best ways to help your child develop a can-do attitude 
is to encourage them to try new experiences that have a high probability of a successful outcome. When my daughter was feeling down about not reaching some personal accomplishments that she'd been striving to reach, I looked for new things she could try that might build her confidence. She loves acting, but musicals aren't her strong suit. She's very active and loves gymnastics and tumbling. So knowing her strengths, we encouraged her to sign up for more athletic dance classes and other activities where she could take advantage of her physical gifts. In the process, she discovered that she's great at rock climbing and obstacle courses and even began trying other new sports like archery and snowboarding. She recently landed the role of Tinkerbell in a community theater presentation of Peter Pan and was thrilled to have a part where she was able to dance and fly throughout the entire play, which showcased her talents. Giving your kids opportunities to achieve success and experience the pride of accomplishment will go a long way towards helping them foster positivity, which will trickle down into other areas of their life. Tip number four. Discourage negative self-talk. One of the most difficult things I experience as a parent is listening to my kids put themselves down. I stink at this. I'm so stupid. I'll never understand algebra. I'll never get a break like the kids I hang out with. As in the earlier example of my daughter trying out for play after play and getting rejected over and over, my mom instinct was always to jump up and down with encouragement and say, that's not true. You're doing a great job. But offering positive affirmations when she's hurting only made the situation worse. If a child has just failed at something and we quickly change gears with empty words of encouragement, we miss the opportunity to validate their disappointment. We don't give them what they need at this difficult time, which is empathy. The next time your child makes a derogatory statement about themselves, add the word yet to the end of their statement. For example, say you're teaching your child to bake cookies and he can't seem to crack the eggs without getting shells into the bowl. After a few failed attempts, he slams the carton of eggs on the counter saying, I'm no good at making cookies. I can't even get the ingredients mixed. You can say, no, you're doing great. Just keep trying, which will probably lead to an eye roll and a door slam. Or you can say, I know this is hard. You haven't learned how to make cookies yet, but with practice, you will. So let's try it again, but in a different way. So now you've acknowledged his frustration, offered empathy, and then suggested another way of resolving the problem. Tip number five, ignore bad moods. Sometimes the best way to deal with your child's negativity is to simply ignore it. To be clear, ignore the mood, not the child. Here's an example. Most of my kids play team sports which means that we attend games several times a week. On the days when their team wins, the ride home is upbeat and fun, but those losing days can make for a long, disappointing ride. I don't want to discount the losses, but I also don't want to feed into a bad mood. So when we buckle up and head home, I acknowledge the loss, give them an opportunity to talk about any of the game details, and then I turn the music on, and focus on dinner and whatever else is on tap for the evening. When you don't react to your child's negativity, you take one step forward in nixing negative behaviors. You model for them that it's all right to have a bad mood sometimes, but make it clear that this isn't the end of the world and you're not going to wallow in it. And tip number six, model optimism. 
Being an optimist is not always easy, and quite frankly, I'm sure we positive types can easily get on people's nerves. It's much easier to join a pity party and commiserate about how draining parenting can be rather than to marvel at how good today's moms have it with disposable diapers, breast pumps, and the other luxuries that were only a pipe dream in the recent past. In Psychology Today's article, Dealing with Negative People, Dr. Raj Rakunathan argues that the single biggest detriment of our happiness is how other people treat us, particularly those closest to us. The reason our happiness depends so much on the quality of our relationships is because humans are supremely social creatures. Dr. Raj also says, The fact is, people like being around positive people. So the negative person will, even if only grudgingly, have to appreciate your positive outlook and attitudes. People also like feeling positive themselves. So as the negative person absorbs positivity from your presence, he'll like himself better. And this hopefully will lead to a virtuous cycle of greater trust in others and optimism about the future. If you tend to focus on the downside of everything, especially in front of your kids, you're demonstrating that the best way to deal with disappointment is to gripe and complain. If you want to help your kids become more upbeat, start by having a brighter outlook yourself, a winning combination for the entire family. Do you have Eeyores in your family? How do you turn things in a positive direction? Please share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy, or you can post your ideas on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page, and I'd love it if you'd email me at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. If you have friends and family that would enjoy listening as well, I'd love it if you'd share the link to this podcast and refer them to the website, which again is www.quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy. Have fun spreading positive vibes amongst your family this week. As always, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, happy parenting. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you lobster mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide.